So, like, take off to the great white north. Beauty. Beauty. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Jeez. Take off, you hosers. So, you know, it's been a while since we've recorded, but I believe we got all of our picks right. I mean, we're only, what, two rounds late before the finals? Yeah? I didn't get any of my picks. <laughs> Colorado is the only thing keeping my, my bracket intact. If they win the cup, my bracket was right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's been a while, guys. I don't remember what episode this is. Thomas, what are we at now? Uh, 104. 104 love yeah. that so welcome yeah. to the podcast called hosers i'm chris killingsworth we've got thomas and carter as well uh do a quick life update carter do you want to start uh just just working away still um <laughs> that's about it still ga- still gainfully employed <laughs> still gainfully employed yeah that's cool not happy about it but <laughs> love it. still here <laughs> yeah. thomas what's um, new exciting buddy you know, uh, I just got back last night from uh, watching Phoebe Bridgers play. Oh yeah, I, I lived that? my uh, my dream of uh, being. No, okay, that's going to sound really bad, but I felt very old. I felt very old. Um, there was Why? basically because everyone else there was like probably nineteen or twenty. Um, You're not even that old. No, I know, but I felt old. Like it it was like, it was, I think it was the first show where I felt old other than like on a whim getting free tickets to like Nile Horn, which is also another story um, with past guest Adam Lascaris. But um, anyways, the, so at Phoebe, it was like very much so yeah. Like everyone was 19, 20, 21. It looked like, like freshman. It looked like Frosh at like U of T or something or Frosh at Ryerson maybe is more accurate. I love um, it. Did she, play, Metro, but, did she play Smelly Cats? No, she didn't. <laughs> I get it, Phoebe. Yeah. That's that's the okay. one thing I did watch. Um, no, but it's a good show, other than that. And but also, so you know, you've I'm I think I'm the shortest one out of the three of us, maybe. No, I, I think I'm at the okay. We're all, I think we're you all, guys are like the same height. Like yeah, we're probably. all pretty close in height. I tell people I'm but, six feet, but I'm five eleven. So here we go. <laughs> depending on whether or not we wear Vans or Docs, yeah. that's who's taller. Well, I was <laughs> yeah, wearing true. I was wearing Docs at the show, so it was lucky. But I felt tall at the show. Like I was able to fully <laughs> see the full stage. I was like, okay, I feel old, but also like everyone is like a very small girl. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, perfect. I love the, it. The first time I felt tall in my life. Um, so, yeah, what is it, she like? She like I feel like I'm a thousand years old. I know who she is. I know mm-hmm. she's super popular. Like I know you and M went obviously, but yeah. And I've had some other friends posting Instagram stories and stuff. But like, what's like what's her deal? Like, is she uh, like mainstream now or like not so I th- much? I think so. I think not to be a prick, but Emily and I have <laughs> been have been fans for a very long time. Um, for sure, I know like, M's like before... a huge fan. Yeah, like when her first album came out, like, and that was when yeah. she was getting noticed by like Pitchfork and like those other music blogs, like kind of under the radar or whatever, being at this, like, because yeah. she's a very good songwriter. Like her lyrics are very oh, okay. good um, and unique in that way of some things, but uh, like a very folk approach to her lyrics, not to Big Shiny Goons it up. But um, it was, okay. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it's that mix, but also like very melancholy sound but then ken like is just a likable person also um yeah. so her new album came out like 
early pandemic. I think it was June 2020. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then that was, she hasn't released anything since, since like, except one single for a show earlier this year. Um, okay. But, but yeah, and then it, that just like blew up and then she's become very popular within the last couple of years. But, uh, and yeah. so when you say, you saying like she's got really good lyrics, I'm only laughing because like my barometer when I was younger for that was like, your lipstick, his collar, don't bother, Angel. I know exactly what goes on. And I'm like, fuck, that's deep. That's fucking deep. <laughs> like, wow. She's got yeah, the, I, <laughs> I've got the, I've got the what gift of one liners. You've got the curse of curves. Ooh, who's that? I don't know if I know. You that don't know one. that? The cute is what we who's aim that? for. Oh, oh like, yeah. Really <laughs> shitty pop punk band. Maybe a like, bit after my, my time. Yeah, I'm not I think, sure. I think so. Oh, old man. Yeah. I, I have an old man, but it's, it's funny though. Cause I feel like, like, as I've gotten older and even like when I was younger, I've always been like a lyric guy. Like I have such an appreciation for bands that, um, they do the lyric part, right. You know what I mean? Like Carter and I talked about it so many times driving to and from hockey, you know, which has been years ago now, but we'd listen to like a hardcore record or something. And, you know, there's, there's bands that like the lyrics, they just suck. Right. And, and as much as I like, you know, like older, like NYHC, like all of those lyrics have been rehashed like a, like 30,000 times. So when I'm like looking for a new band to get into, I feel like for myself, that's like one of the primary things I'm looking for. And I had a colleague at work a little while ago, be like yo have you checked out the new every time i die album which is a band that i listened to like religiously growing up and uh, i was looking for them on apple music and i was like oh you know what like let me just like step into a time machine and and put on like hot damn and i listened to uh gutter phenomenon and like some of the older albums and like keith buckley can do no wrong like he's got to be the the best if not top five lyricists and like heavy or like aggressive music, metal, punk, you name it. And it just reminded me of like how fucking talented people can be and how they can really tell a story in a way that is so much more than just the fucking, okay, well, we've got our, you know, I've been betrayed by a best friend song. We've got our, our, our scene unity song. Like it, it shouldn't be a checklist, you know? The scene unity songs get me every time. <laughs> Yeah, like I'll get off my soapbox here, boys, but that shit is, uh, I don't know, like, do you, does that resonate with either of you guys or what? what oh, yeah, for sure. Like, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, I'll, I'll, um, like, the, to be honest, like, the musical get to me first. And then as soon as I find out what the lyrics are, it either, I either stay or I leave. Yeah. Like, it's, um, it, it is like the make or break for me. If I'm like, well, I, like this is brutal. I'm not going to stay and listen to it, right? Just because it has a good yeah. riff. Yeah, I think for me, I don't really pay attention to the lyrics at first, and then when I really yeah. like it, I'm I do. But then I re- what string what like what really stands out for me is if one if anything is really corny. Yeah, like I think um, <laughs> on the name, name on, names. Let's go. Name okay, names. there was on on Candy's record. I think. The last record not their one that's coming out soon i think yeah. it was in 2018 they basically yeah. had like they named racism like they're like racism sucks and it's like okay <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah but like also you don't need to put that in a in a song <laughs> like like I this, this say- what, but i think it was also <laughs> they're just naming stuff it was like environmental disaster racism and it's like okay yeah like cool <laughs> like you're just that's also like a very like hardcore like earth crisis like 90s hardcore <laughs> yeah. trope yeah. and it's funny because i i know zach like the singer fairly well and he, he's he's a good dude but like that's the that's like his that's like his kind of genre of hardcore so like those lyrics are not surprising yeah. to me when you know the person but you know yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's just, it's funny to me, right? Like, I was thinking about this, like, fairly recently where, you know, when you were, like, growing up and stuff, you would have, or at least in my case, like, I would have song lyrics, like, in my MSN name or, mm. 
you know what I mean? And I know that's like this, like kind of like young emo, like scene kid trope, but I remember having lyrics in my display name and having like my mom and dad on, on MSN and have them reach in and be like, Hey, are you good? They think that like, it's some poetry that you've, mm. that you've, you know, fashioned in your, in your bedroom when you're just like, nah, this is just, this is just, uh, you know, MCR or, you know, the used or whatever it is. Right. I think but, I had, uh, I think in my, my MSN name, I think I had armed with the mind armed with the mind, oh, whatever <laughs> for a little I bit. Um, no, but I, I also remember putting it as Facebook statuses. So I think before, yes. before I really discovered like actual hardcore, I was like, uh, like getting into, I wanted like the heaviest thing i could get so i was really into like chelsea grin oh, like yeah. that shit and like suicide oh, silence yeah. so i would sometimes yeah. have suicide silence lyrics in my facebook status so of course it's like i'm gonna fuck fucking cut this bitch's head off like yeah. it's like it's a, like oh yeah cool awesome like i'm in like great I, seven. Just like, <laughs> I was cleaning uh like putting some clothes together to send out west to keaton and she has one of my old job for a cowboy shirts from like grade nine. Oh, <laughs> let's go. And two men of a machine. Yeah. But, oh but that's God. the other thing too, right? Like Thomas, you may be too young for this, but yeah. back before Facebook, it was MySpace bulletins, right? Yeah. Where you, yeah. Would, you would post a bulletin like, hey, going to the mall, who wants to meet up? And you wouldn't know if anybody's responded until they showed up because this is really before smartphones and stuff, right? Except for me, because as you guys know, I had a, I had a sidekick, mm-hmm. um, all yeah. the, uh, young straight edge kids of my ilk all had sidekicks. Um, but, um, I digress. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I also worked in the cell phone industry, so it was available to me. Um, but what I, what I like love about that period of time is I feel like back then people were like so much more like the lyrics were like kind of in your face. Like, for example, like the, like the corny deathcore bands of that time, you know, you say job for a cowboy. I don't know, Carter, you probably heard of them. And maybe you have Thomas. There mm-hmm. was this band called Elijah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know that band? Right? Yeah. And so they had this album, like their, their last album, which I want to say was called like Lion of Judah or something came out in like 28, 20, uh, 2008 or, or 2010 was actually pretty good for what it was. But prior to that, they were a band that basically only existed on the internet because their lyrics were so offensive. And yeah. so you would be on MySpace or whatever, and you'd see bulletins or you'd see like posts. Or of course, back then you could put a song as your like profile song for when people were on your profile. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but they had, I, like, I'm not going to repeat it, obviously, but they have some breakdowns that like the mosh call was so fucking offensive that it could <laughs> never fly today. But Ever. back then people were like, play the song, play the song. How do you spell the, <laughs> right? how do you spell the band's name again? E-L-I-J-A-H, I think. Oh, no, it is, no, just, no, it's, it's just, no. E-L-Y-S-I-A, I think it is, Carter. Right. I remember. Uh, is it? I remember it was weird. I just put Elijah Mand, Elijah Band. Yeah, and I don't remember what the song is, and don't play it like it's not. Oh, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was the line? It's yeah. You can look it up. I know you're not going to say it, but it's it's Lion not of, good. Oh, right? Lion of Judas. Oh yeah, I remember Lion of Judas. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Masochist. Was, no, no, no. It's it's Masochist is the song. Yeah. But that's not that's not the album. What I mean to say is is that band got hyped out and and hyped up really because they had stupid lyrics, but then the album that they put out after they blew up was actually quite good. Yeah. So Sorry, it's like, I just read the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, don't read the lyrics. Don't read the lyrics. But if you can, but the fucked up thing is, Thomas, and I know you've read the one I'm talking about, um, is if you read that lyric, that lyric, they, they got like fucking roasted for it shortly after their like, you know, debut album came out. Mm-hmm. And what they said was, they're like, well, we said that lyric because it was us standing up against the people that bullied us in high school. And we're just saying like, well, who's the now 
right? Like we're kind of saying it back to them because they were calling us that name. And yeah. like they had this big, I remember this like apology tour that they were doing. And <laughs> anyhow, all, all that oh. to say, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just crazy, man. I don't know why they, we got onto this topic, so, but here we are. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Can I read, yeah. can I read one section? Uh, there's not yeah, bad. it's sure. not as bad as like others yeah just um, just read just what very, was acceptable it is just very funny it's uh how long will she put up with this when my kiss turns to piss why do we get <laughs> off to this the simple is not love um yeah deep yeah i can't imagine writing this and not like and being not like very cringy or anything and, man this Dude, is just it- I will, I will say for myself, like, so Carter knows, like I was in like a, a fairly prominent, uh, and this isn't me like blowing up like my own tires here. It's, but this, this is just the reality. I was in like a fairly prominent band, straight edge, hardcore band called Deadpool. And we played a lot of shows in Ontario. Like, you know, we did fairly well for ourselves in Ontario and we played shows with that band when they came here and would play festivals and stuff like that. Anyhow, make a long story short, all the bands from that time that were like of that genre, of that ilk, they all had God awful lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I like we had this is like long before like hardcore bands have always gotten records done and seven inches and whatever. We ended up getting CDs done because we weren't that cool at the time. And I have a CD that is in my house like right now that if I were to look at some of the lyrics I wrote back then, I would be so mortified because (laughs) like, for example, we had a lyric, the song was about people like straight edge people that were promiscuous. Right. Because of course, one of the carnal rules of being straight edge is not being promiscuous. Right. And so the lyric goes something to the effect of, um, you think that you've got shit on me you don't got shit motherfucker you've got stds (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) which is sick which is sick but Mm -hmm. i have family members like my grandparents who at the time wanted that cd so that they could like remember their their grandson being in this band and they've got that lyric book on their mantle and have no idea that it's in there. And if they ever found that, I would be so embarrassed. Like I would, I'd die probably. It's not good. And I know Carter, you guys probably had some cornball lyrics at once upon a time. Oh yeah, I'm sure Ivory Coast, like in the stuff that Danny used to write back then would be so funny to like actually hear and listen to. And like some of the shit that I used to do in high school. I don't even remember what I used to do in high school, but that's probably how bad it is. Yeah, it's not good, buddy. But <laughs> oh my god! You, yeah, this is our new Jesus. This is our new segment where we um we um review uh, old hardcore lyrics and dissect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. I, don't, I even like for for pillars, our um, vocalist really sucked. So um, yeah, we didn't do shit. But Dude, anyway. I'm available. If you want to get the boys back together, <laughs> there you go. Get some degent shit or whatever. Um, degent. <laughs> Have you guys listened to any new albums recently that like really stick out? Uh, yeah, let me see. If we're doing a music corner, um, well, we can't do intros anymore because it's just all of us being like, "Yeah, I'm working." No, I know exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, there's a a new. Do you ever try to get into a band because they seem like you'll really like them and then it just doesn't work? I'm not going to uh, name yeah. any bands, but yeah, there's a there's a hardcore right. band. If, if you tried and you couldn't get into it, that's not that's not mean. Um, end it. Do you know that band? Never heard of no. that. Okay, they're they're signed to. Uh, fuck, I think they're signed to Days. Oh no, they're signed to Flat Spot. They're from Baltimore. Um, oh, flat Spot Spot's good. Yeah. It's just the vocalists. I, I just can't. It's the like it's the similar thing to knocked loose, where it's just like the oh, vocalist yeah. is just like very um high pitch. Yeah, yeah. 
yow, yow, yow. Yeah, exactly. One of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just like, but also in the stylings of like, um, like talking, like talking vocalists, like where you're just like, I don't know what to, how to say. It's, it's not like, like a yell or a scream. It's like violent. It's like, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like aggressive, um, but the, aggressive spoken word. <laughs> but it's high. Yeah. Anyways, the, the album that I've really liked recently is by a band called Be All End All. And that one's packed music. It came out last year in April. Yeah. Be All End All is a triple B um, band. So they're, they're a good band. They're like half kind of power violence half nice. um just good stuff uh, i really liked it that it was on my big power violence kick and then this is like a modern version they they've been around i haven't i haven't really listened to and their 2019 album i really like too um object to like it. but yeah it's really good be all end all be all end all carter what do you got um I've been refinding Pantera. That's been my. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's go. Yeah, that's been my. Um, that's been my music lately. You know what's crazy is this: the goal song for the Dallas Stars is a song by Pantera specifically for the Dallas Stars. Oh really? Yeah, they're big. Yeah. They're big Stars fans. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Let me send you. When link. Dallas, think... when Dallas won the cup, they took the cup to Vinnie Paul's strip club in Dallas. And I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it recently with like Mike Medano and anyhow, it's uh, Thomas, use a Pantera song for the intro. Okay. Primal Concrete Sledge, the breakdown. You know the one, you're Majin. Yeah. When I looked up Pantera really quickly, it just said, how did Pantera die? Oh, no. <laughs> oh well, we got the name. We got the name of the episode. There's, a, there's a picture of um, yeah, with of uh, Vinnie Paul with uh, Darian Hatcher. That's oh, that's very, sick. Which is very good, and just like Paul has like half green face paint, but it's obviously after a very long night because he has a water bottle. Oh, <laughs> like water. Well, it's not even. It's not even water. It's Molly water. <laughs> He's just keeping the party going, you know. Oh yeah, puck off. Yeah, that's the band. That's the song. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, maybe we use that as the intro song. Oh, it's a go. sick song. Like it, it rocks. I think what's funny about Pantera to me is that I like I love Pantera. They, I'm gonna listen to them when we're done with this podcast as I drive out to my mom's. But they, they are. They're the band that I wish someone showed me when I was younger to get into this music. Like yeah. I envy kids that are like, oh yeah, I got into metal because of Pantera. Mm-hmm. And I have to be like, oh yeah, I got into metal because of Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh cool. yeah. I remember I remember when I first heard um, do you guys remember that song This Love? Oh yeah, it slaps. It's so when good. I, when I first heard that breakdown, I was like, I like I like that one music. Yeah. Yeah. You like got hard a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent Yeah. And you were like, that's it. I need to buy a washburn guitar today. <laughs> yeah. Go all solid state amps. Do you ever see them when you're doing like your buying swaps, like on Facebook and shit? Oh yeah, the like the the dime bag, the Dean guitars. Oh my yeah, god, we, um, Dean guitars. We played with this band all the time from new market um they were called okay i fuck it do you remember the, the guy rob jackson chris no was it concussion that band from new market no i think it was called purgatory oh yeah i've heard of them i, I don't know if i can I, I forget the names i think it was purgatory but the guitar player always like he had like six of them he was like That's such sick. a such a pantera fan and everyone always made fun of him but i was like this is sick these are like such like expensive like iconic guitars yeah. and like, he like just, he everybody has them. a fucking stratocaster or a less ball like yeah. i like the guy that's like yeah i got a seven string ibanez let's go like all right yeah. oh it was so <laughs> sick like they'd walk on stage and like 
he would have this like huge like these guitars are enormous the headstocks are like they're like the size of a dinner plate <laughs> like yeah. the bodies are enormous and wacky and it was so it's so cool to watch there was, was um we had a sorry go ahead sorry, go ahead Thomas. no no, you no, go, no ahead. go ahead no, no 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 Mine's... <laughs> no 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 so we had a, a guy in that band i was talking about earlier deadpool kip he had um two uh bc rich warlocks do you guys oh, know those nice. guitars love those <laughs> yeah. that you know you know how i've got like that scar on my right elbow yeah maybe you guys remember maybe not um the headstock of that fucking guitar went through my arm when i jumped <laughs> off the kick drum and like was doing like a cool hardcore move and <laughs> it went right that which is why i have the tuning peg tattoo oh right yeah that's right scar yeah. Oh yeah. Oh it's such a it's such a those, sick guitar though. Man, those I guitars always, are so funny. I know. I was always too afraid to go crazy. I always had I think I always had strat or strat style guitars. Like that was just like what I like to play and what I know. And then I, I remember at one point I got a um like an a, a Gibson Explorer. And then I played a Gibson oh, yeah. Explorer. Explorer for a bit, like the big wild, mm-hmm. like it was a wild shape as well. And then I went, I quickly <laughs> went back to Strat style. <laughs> Carter and Cambria, if you will, you might say. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> that Man. big, that big fella's got an Explorer, right? That's like his signature guitar, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Did yeah. I ever, did I ever tell you guys about me going to jazz camp? But it was also holy fuck, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please tell us the story. So... I love this. It's funny because Carter and I were talking about because Emily and I recently went up to Kill Bear and we were talking about Perry Sound and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But this was a camp in Perry Sound, um, so it was half jazz camp, half rock camp. Um, so jazz, but the jazz camp was like very well regarded. Like people that went there eventually like are now like people I went to school with, not school with, camp with um, are now like touring in in their own quartets or like playing in new york like the jazz clubs there or like toronto like it's very like a well-renowned camp just because of how like basically all the instructors there and teachers and like basically it's where where all the industry people go yeah it's yeah (laughs) all the counselors are like our our university teachers so you're basically getting like and this is a high school camp like you go when you're in grade nine to twelve oh cool Um, yeah so I, I went three years and two of them was were free because they needed another bassist. And that's kind of where I, I started playing upright too. Um, but anyway, so it was the half rock camp. In my first year, I was not very into the jazz camp part of it because I didn't play upright yet. I played electric. Okay. I was definitely the shittiest one there um, because everyone else was like playing double bass since they were like seven years old and stuff. Um, yeah. So then I quickly became friends with the rock camp people that were in my cabin. And these guys were like metalheads and hardcore kids. And all we talked about so was like despise icon and stuff. And um, love that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, so, it was, so uh, yeah, we would just talk about like deathcore and whatever and all that, um, all yeah. those bands back then. <laughs> um, but it was, so they would play and they were in this band together and they all went to this rock camp together. And I think they're from Aurora. Um, okay. And they all had like Dean guitars and a, and a Dean bass, like every one yeah. of them. And then the drummer had like this massive setup with, I think like three different China symbols. And yeah. I, I like, yeah. And I sat, I sat down, sat in on one of like their rehearsals. Cause you there's like rehe- the sick place thing about the camp was that like, you could just set up in like any other, like there was amps and amps and like p- sound equipment in every little like cabin around like any activity room where it'd normally be like you'd have mm-hmm. like sports stuff because I think it was a sports camp also at a different time, but it'd be like yeah just PA's they'd set up sound camp sound gear and stuff. Um, yeah. So they had a rehearsal and I think they like all they covered. I like it blew my mind that someone could play. I think like the blast beats as fast as like 220 BPM or something. And that was like something that was like very cool to me, but yeah. So yeah. yeah, So all these kids were very like, yeah. Into that. I think they grew up as like Pantera, Metallica, Sepultura. Oh yeah. Do you want to see one of my prized possessions? (laughs) Is it a Sepultura shirt? 
It's a Sepultura <laughs> Brazil like world's jersey, like oh ripped. Oh, Jesus. So when you're talking about Pantera, like when you really wanted to, yeah, I guess that's my story of camp. But um, I have other stories of camp that we could talk about later. But uh, that uh, when you're talking about Pantera, like you wish that was a band that you got into first when you're thinking that's Sepultura for me. Because I feel like that oh, is just yeah. very, very my my stuff for like that that era of like heavy well, music. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you look at like Roots, like as an album, like that's yeah. the one that stands out to me the most. Um, it's 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 just it's so good for what it is, right? Oh, and I think that you know when you talk about like this kind of blending of like the jazz kids and like the rock the rock and roll guys you know oh <laughs> like it's it's cool oh i can't see it because i'm driving but i bet it's sick yeah it's like a brazil like shirt it has like instead of the brazil like you normal soccer national team logo it's like the yeah. s like the sepultura s with so the stars cool. and stuff that's so cool i love it yeah. and what i what i mean to say is that like that's those are like some of my like fondest memories of like growing up and being a part of the music scene and booking shows and playing shows and selling merch and like all that shit was that it was, you know, and, and it's, it's like this now you see a lot of like, you know, mixed bill bands and stuff like that, or, or mixed band bills rather. Um, but, but that to me was when it was the coolest, right? Like if, if we look back all those years ago in Barry, for example, like, we would have shows with like punk bands and death metal bands and hardcore bands and kids that were straight edge and kids that weren't. And, and, you know, like a, a really good mix of people. And I wanted to tell you guys this story a million times. And I always forget, I think I was talking to you about it before, but we had a guy who I went to high school with named Reed Henry and Reed, oh, was yeah. a dude, you know, who Reed is obviously. Yeah. Carter. Yeah. He was and a rock so- star. <laughs> Yeah, well, it didn't start that way, but he, um, so when we had our like straight edge band going on, there was this other band that we would play bills with called Echo Riot. And they yeah. were like a punk band, but they kind of sounded like Bleach era Nirvana. That was like kind of what they mm. were going for. And so I loved them musically, like they were so good, but I hated the dudes in the band because they would get on stage and they would like, basically mock the straight edge kids and they would mock the hardcore bands and like you know they 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 were they were kind of pushing everybody's buttons and so there were a few times where we scrapped with them and i remember a time where i straight up punched this guy in the jaw and (laughs) anyhow we ended up having like a you know in the godfather when all the all the parties meet together and they decide that there's going to be peace well there was something like that that happened and all the bands were basically like, okay, we don't like each other. We've all said bad things about one another, but for the sake of the music scene, like we want to play your shows. You want to play our shows, you know, a rising tide raises all boats kind of thing. Right. And so that band ended up breaking up, whatever. He goes on to start this death metal band called Sky Burial. Okay. Yeah, so this Sky band, Burial. they were so fucking sick. And they were, they were like a straight death metal band. And at the time, death, I mean, death metal within the hardcore scene now is like run rampant, right? With, mm-hmm. you know, bands like Power Trip and Gate Creeper and, you know, kind of bands of that ilk, right? But back then it was like kind of weird, right? So like we'd, we'd hang out with these, these dudes and they would be like, yo, have you heard Obituary before? <laughs> oh, you know, have you, have, you, have you heard, like, you know, of course we all knew Cannibal Corpse and whatever, but yeah. they, they were like kind of showing us music, right? And so this band, their, their thing, and we used to play shows with them every weekend. They had a lyric for one of their songs. The mosh call was eat dead babies. Okay. <laughs> this was like one of their mosh calls, the name of their like EP. They had t-shirts that in like that big block lettering, eat dead babies on the back sky burial. Like they were so corny, but like it worked. And the singer, his name was Andrew would spit fake blood into the audience when they played which was so cool like i love i love a band that has some theatrics and then they kind of broke up like abruptly and everyone was like okay like what the fuck's going on this band was like pretty good they weren't gonna be anything special but they were special to like our scene right and so years later um 
I don't even know how it came up. I want to say it was one of the one of the local scene guys here had said something about Reed. They're like, yo, have you have you like kept in touch with Reed Henry at all? And we're all like, nah, like not really. And they're like, oh, well, his band just got signed by Chad Kroger from Nickelback's <laughs> record company. And we're all like, what? Yeah, no, that can't be right. And sure as shit, I can't remember what the name of the band's called. Dead Set It'll- Society. Oh, no, I know that's them. not it. Or no. No, it? it's not that one. It's Well, there's also My Darkest Days that he played My Darkest in. Days. That's the band yeah. that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So they got this song that everybody's heard on like Canadian radio called Porn Star Dancing. Porn yeah. Star Dancing. It's it's so catchy. They have a version of it where like Ludacris the rapper is like rapping on it. There's another one where Chad Kroger is singing on it. Like it's, it's a certified bop. Okay. Like it's a big tune. And this dude who I grew up with, who nobody thought would ever get out of the scene and be like successful and do something with it. This guy went from eat dead babies to porn star dancing. And I believe he's still in the band. Correct me if I'm wrong, Carter. Yeah, it sounds like he you is. got something pulled yeah. up there. No, I just remember he was in my darkest days and I just looked up my darkest days and there's still a photo of him there. Um, but I, yeah, Reed was, he was, he was a dickhead. Like he always gave us shit. Like he gave me shit. Cause I was, uh, like, uh, so you remember Elise Mayo? Oh yeah. Yeah. He dated her forever. Yeah. Like I was friends with Elise just from elementary school, High school right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well before that. And then like, so Elise and I stayed friends all through and he like hated me cause I was a hockey guy and he yeah. like, he always gave me shit, but he was just, he was so like music, right? Like he was so like yeah. he he ate it he slept it he breathed it like it was um yeah it's so funny you bring up reed i never i haven't thought about him in ages until like i, I saw i think i watched a my darkest days like music video and i was like oh fuck that's reed you're like um, oh he's not wearing the corpse paint but that's him, that's him <laughs> yeah sure. exactly but yeah. no it's, it's so funny you say that about shows on like mixed bills like when you're saying oh, about man. like the mixed bills and growing up i got like goosebumps because it was so like nostalgic like we're all so like we're all finding our way like no we had no idea what we wanted what we were doing we were just like it was like a blend between like trying to play what we wanted and play what people would listen to and it was so brutal and so all over the place but it was so fun growing up in it yeah it just didn't matter. Right. Like I, I make this joke all the time, but like my 18th birthday party, I booked a show. The headliners were the Johnstones. Yeah. Who, any, any, uh, anybody who's been skanking in, in the ska pit would know who they are. <laughs> and big D in the kids table played my, oh my 18th God, no birthday. Oh, right. Wow. And, and they were so cool. And I, I know, you know, they were like a pretty big band at the time who would play hardcore shows because they were like a ska band, but they were they were like a punk punk band as well, right? But the, anyways, I know we're like riffing on shit that people probably don't give a fuck about. I was but... gonna say we've lost all of our hockey listeners in the yeah, first know, 40 me. minutes. <laughs> stay stay for the you know, listen for the hardcore, but stay for the hockey, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to come up with something, but it's I don't know, it's just it's so significant to me and you know, it's, it's just an example of a, of a guy or, or, you know, a, a group of guys or gals who fit in when people don't expect them to. Um, and that's, that's my um, cue to talk about Nazem Kadri um, with the Colorado Avalanche. There you go. Here's a segue. Mm-hmm. So you're going to talk to him about? Or? Yeah, I mean, you can. The Colorado Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup, right? Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. right in the stars. I yeah. think... Yeah, I think them or the Rangers with his like team of destiny almost just because of Igor. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of want to see a Rangers Avs series more than a Lightning Avs. It just it feels more interesting. Storyline yeah. though for me, like <clears throat> you get a, a chance to three peat, right? So yeah. like I'm good with any of those three teams winning the cup, which I have never felt like before. I'd be happy with any of them winning. Yeah, the Rangers probably would be my least favorite, but I'd be fine with it. It'd be whatever. It'd be it'd be cool to see like I don't know. It, it's it'd be weird to also 
see what model people try to copycat. Like if they, if they talk about the range, it's just like, okay, you need a very good young player to hit free agency for them to, and then sign him because, and to play in a very good city, you need a goalie basically to, to put in the best playoff performance in like, since pucks were event invented. Um, And like, and then you need, yeah, like Adam Fox to again sign because you're where you're located um, and just get super lucky. And then like, it's being, it's okay to botch your, your draft picks a little bit. Well, are you talking about Kravstov when you say that? No, like, like Lafreniere, Kako, like, Oh yeah. Like not yeah. botch them because they were the guaranteed, like I, they make no sense to pick anyone else in that, at that time in those slots. Yeah. Um, but also like maybe the development's not been there. And I think, but again, like Keandre Miller, I think was a very good pick and he's played well. I think so. Yeah, he's but. he's been great. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the goaltending really like is such a significant part of the of the conversation around the Rangers and, and obviously Vasilevsky with with the lightning. But you know, when you look at Colorado, like is is Kemper like done and they're gonna run Francis? Yeah, or it was Kemper they're on, they're on the Francis. They're on Francis right now. Um mm-hmm. And they're they're almost at like a they're almost at hanging a jersey on the crossbar, <laughs> like they yeah. have nobody left, and it's yeah. um yeah I I don't know but if it's like if it comes down to Vasilevsky and Francis like I I think it's gonna be a, a Tampa series um like I you you fuck you look at Vasilevsky's stats and his like in his series clinching or his his cup winning or his like down to the wire games he's like a zero goal one goal goalie like Mm -hmm. when it counts right like he just he turns on go mode so well as a goaltender um so having that experience and the momentum of a third cup it's like i i want colorado to win like i love landeskog i love ranton and i love mckinnon um i'm like kale mccarr has just been a stud and like obviously it's nice to see like a uh, Lekkinen like scoring the OT winner, mm-hmm. like for the sweep, like that was crazy. Um, yeah. But I don't think that they can keep up with Tampa if Vasilevsky plays how he can, um, you know, and, um, and New York, like it'd be awesome to see New York win too, just like to, just to see Zabinajad with <laughs> the cup, right? Like I'm yeah, mental here sure. go. Um, and like Shesterkin's, he's he's been the one that's kept him in it to be honest like he's yeah, he's, sure. he, he's kind of like a mike smith to be honest like he likes to play the puck he's a high risk high reward um but he's been just a bit more buttoned down and he hasn't had those bad omens like smith has had um but he's also not used to playing this long into the or this far into the year right so right it'd be interesting to see how he fares with another or if he has another like series to go right yeah i completely agree what do you think, Thomas? Where Where is your head at with, with the series? Like, so I'm thinking of Colorado and the goalies that they faced. Because even, again, like, th- this team has to face two of the best goalies in the entire league, probably. Like, I would say they're yeah. the top two, like, easily. Um, and, and the ones that they faced so far, Jake Ottinger has been the best. Like, yeah. and that was in the first round. <laughs> Like, and it still yeah, pushed them pretty far and it was low event hockey and Jake Ottinger like got a couple, like, even though it was a sweep, it was still um, like, yeah, it was, it was him only keeping Dallas even within a realm of possibility. Um, yeah. And then they had, and then they got to face, I think, I don't know how much Huso played, but is Jordan Bennington, like either of those, like they're not proven enough other than, like this year, like Bennington in twenty nineteen is obviously different, but um, yeah, this year, yeah, it's been it's just a whatever, yeah. And then you and then you face Mike Smith, who has a has had a very good playoffs, but it's also like it's Mike Smith. Come on, like yeah, like, <laughs> like let's be real. And yeah, then yeah, forty one next year. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> and then you go from that to facing yeah again two prime goalies that will go down and probably be Hall of Famers. If yeah, 
I think Vazzy is Vasilevsky's already there. Um, mm-hmm. And then Shesterkin, if he say if he wins a cup this year and then just keeps on doing just and plays the next decade decently enough, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, um, if he brought if he brought the cup to New York, he's there for sure. And he's yeah. like the because he's the guy that did it for them. Like he, like Zabinajad, you can see he's he's playing like, um, like Drysaddle's playing right now. Like he's oh yeah, <laughs> using he's using his stick to keep him up, right? And so yeah, exactly. It's um like everyone's playing at the end of their line. Yeah, like, I feel me... like I feel right. like Kreider is going to be the captain of the Rangers, right? Like when this is all said and done. Hope so. Yeah, he's he in the, that contract and he's been there, he's gonna be there for a long time. I think yeah. easily. Yeah, that's sense. kind of my thought. Yeah, and I mean I think that what's what's exciting about that whole thing is that they haven't had a captain in forever, and Gerard Gallant was I, I mean, I was under the impression that they were gonna have a captain this year, and then that didn't happen. And yeah. Kreider to me seems like like the guy right because Panarin I think has said that he's not really interested in it Fox maybe but like Kreider seems to be like the the lifeblood of this team right and what an impressive season he's had too right I mean for a guy that remember when when he signed that contract I want to say it's was seven by seven or like eight by seven I can't remember um but people were like oh yeah this is a bad contract like this is not the type of player that you pay that much we already have Lafreniere and Panarin on the left wing. We're going to put him on the, on the third pair, like the third mm-hmm. line. Like, I, and I'm just thinking like, holy fuck, are you guys lucky that you kept him around? Like what oh, yeah. was it, 40 goals this year? Uh, 52. He had a 77 point yeah, season. It was wild. Yeah. He had it, a yeah, very, it's, si- it's, he had a Cy Young season. Yeah. yeah it's uh, insane. Yeah, yeah. Cy Young is baseball. No, I know, but where you have like way more goals than assists. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just letting you guys know. I, okay. I, uh, I know Thank that. You. I know what <laughs> yeah, I know. He, um, no, he, and he's just like a, he's just like that experienced locker room guy. Like he's been around, been around the block. Like he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, I would, yeah, he's been there for so long, right? Like it's, I would honestly assume that he was older than 31. I don't know why. Yeah, just because he's been in the league for fucking ever, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, like, yeah already played 654 games. Jeez. He's only been with, like, he went from from BC right through to the Rangers, and he's been with them ever since. Like, he's, how do you not give a career guy a, a captain, like, who's having this, like, he's having his come out season now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's insane. And it's not like he hasn't been Im- impressive at times, but I think people always just, you know, they, they think of Crowder, they immediately think of the Carey Price accident. Sorry, Carey. Yeah. Um, you know, from all those years ago. And they know that he's offside a lot. Like, he's never onside. I don't know if you guys have watched oh, that. Know. He's gotten better, but I remember reading something years ago that he was, like, the, the, the guy with the most offsides at the end of the season or, like, something... Yeah. Well, it's because he's got a he's got a nineteen inch neck, so it it just puts him offside a little too quickly. Yeah, he's got that the Pierre Engvall neck yeah. program. Yeah, yeah, a couple of giraffes out there, right? Yeah, what that neck do? No, I think I think how, how have you guys felt about? Um, I mean, let's talk about the three teams that are still in it. Um, maybe we can talk about Lightning last. As far as Colorado goes, like, uh, Lekkinen's a pretty good player, right? I know we talked about that before, but holy fuck, he's good. Yeah, it's like he – it was tough when he was – because when they were doing their, their little Cinderella run, like, he was – they leaned on him a lot in the first round, and then he got benched a bunch um, in the second round, and then he kind of came to life. And then he had that, like – then he had that shining third round, right? And so – since then yeah. he was kind of quiet until the like he had a kind of a quiet season this year just finding his place in Colorado but I yeah. think if you surround him with the right pieces like he's he's obviously not a guy you can lean on but he's he's a good supporting guy right um, absolutely and I know we say this all the time but it's like you have to know the players and what role they they're in for them to succeed and like if you're putting too much pressure on a guy he's obviously going to crumble. Right. And so if you surround him with the right pieces, like if you look at that, if you look at his overtime winning goal, um, like all he really did was stay on the puck. 
right? Like, yeah. And that's all he had to do was stay on the puck. Everyone else was there to support, bring the puck to the net, keep the puck in, keep the players away. And that allowed him to get a shot, chase his shot down, get his rebound. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the game that he plays is he, he kind of plays Tim bits hockey. Um, but <laughs> there it the, is. the, the grown up version, right? Like everyone else does all the work. He'll fucking drive to the net so hard, like a million miles an hour. He's got the shot. He's got the speed, but he needs yeah. everyone else to do the rest of the work. Right. Um, right. But Colorado is yeah. a place for that. Cause they're, they're four, they're fuck their, their four lines and an AHL team deep of all stars. Right. Yeah. And so it's, um, I, I, I had Colorado picked in my bracket from the start to win the cup. Um, I think they're, they're such a strong team, such a great team. Um, and then even if you watch, like, it's unfortunate that Nazem Kadri wasn't like in that last game or like that he, he's been hurt, but like, it's, he's the, like, they're doing well without these key pieces, right? Like they're, they're just yeah. so good, you know? And the fact that they're able to like rally behind Kadri and all that bullshit that was going on, like it was, and still play how they're playing and see to see Kadri like kind of kind of play through the adversity and like his team rally behind him and his the fans rally behind him. Like it was like I'm not a Kadri fan personally. Like I think he's a he's a bit of a shithead, but I th- I think it was he's an amazing hockey player. He's 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 been a, a wonder for the for the avalanche this season and for these past few seasons in this playoff run. Um, but it's been amazing to see what they did and how they've been able to play amidst all the bullshit, right? Yeah, and they've got players, like, up and down the lineup, to your point, that, like, can be utility guys, that can be what you need them to be in the moment, right? Yeah, Kill McCarr is a defenseman that plays, like, behind yeah, the right, goal right. line in the offensive end. Yeah, he's he's been incredible, obviously. I think... Um, yeah, you just, it's just all the right pieces in the right areas. And I mean, to do it without goaltending, like really, you know, they've, they've really been challenged with that. Yeah. Um, you know, for where, where, were, who are they supposed to have again? Group, they had Grubauer yeah. initially, right? And yeah. then he was the worst goalie in the NHL this year. And then, you know, they've got Kemper, but Kemper's a UFA. So, like, I, I don't know. I wonder what they end up doing after this year goaltending wise. Um, well, I can't think of anybody in the pipeline really for the minor. You saw it like la- last game, like when um, Francis was in that, like you, yeah. you don't have like a series sweeping game with five goals against, right? Like it's, no, you really don't. <laughs> so it's like goaltending is the top, like they don't need anything else but a goalie. Right. So at least for Colorado, it's an easy puzzle piece to fill from a, we know we have to fill it standpoint. The hardest part is finding the right, puzzle piece right well and hoping that Kemper gets hot at the right time right yeah well yeah, that's the thing like goalies and load management now you have to find like uh like a version one version two that you can flip flop back and forth between right yeah you can't they have can a start have you can have a... if they want <laughs> yeah no thank you <laughs> they might and they just might turn him into like something crazy Hopefully Mrazic oh buys God. real estate on Mars and moves there next year and never plays hockey again. I saw, um, I follow him on, on Instagram and he had a post with his, his wife or girlfriend um, about him like relaxing. And the comments are just like, yeah, I better get all the relaxing in you can. You're fucking band-aid. I like just so good. Oh my God. <laughs> but like <laughs> so, so bad, really. Like no one deserves to be harassed online. Yeah, Peter oh He's just brutal. I don't know how. Right clip. I just I don't know how he shows his face in the city ever again. <laughs> it's like I would rather a seventy-year-old uh, Felix Potvin in that <laughs> than this fucking guy. Yeah, hang hang a shirt up. It's hard to just shoot out a shirt. Oh, yeah, let's call Eddie Bell for like Trevor Kidd. See what they're up to. <laughs> Trevor Kidd. <laughs> I love it. I wonder what, what the monster think, what the monster's up to. Um about Colorado. There did you say Toscala? No, you don't mean to- I I know who you meant. I said Toscala. Okay, okay. Thinking that's same, who you meant, but same era. Yeah, you same know. era. Yeah. Um yeah, I think honestly, yeah, Colorado's just too good. Um Kale McCarr is I think easily the best player on the planet right now. Um yeah. 
situation. I think it's it's easy to say that about a defenseman that plays that way, but it's just one, it's a coach that lets him do that. And then it's another player that can actually do that. Like just from a yeah. talent point of view, like I, I like all for the past couple of years, I've like I've hated the term defenseman just because it implies defense and like that they're super in charge of defense. And that's yeah. like their primary role because it can be a five man approach to it and then just have players at the back that are more offensively gifted. And, and I think, um, you know, it's kind of the soccer model, not to nerd it all up and with that shit, but, um, there's, there's players that are fullbacks that are way better offensively than defensively, but there's midfielders that are better defensively than those fullbacks, but they still play more forward than, yeah, whatever. Um, it's Fern's going crazy. Um, the, I think, yeah, I think Kale McCarr, I I just can't get enough of watching him. I think that's yeah. the primary reason why I've just been so glued to this team. Um, yeah. That it's just, it just feels really good. And it's really interesting of what they're going to do in the offseason, I think, because yeah. they have so many fucking free agents. Because, like, <laughs> it, it, like it, I think they should, if they win the cup, they're just going to be like, okay, we'll sign some guys. Like, we'll probably keep Lekin because he's RFA. Like, like Helm, Cogliano, Kadri are probably gone. Maybe keep Nachushkin. Nachushkin's probably gone too, don't you think? Yeah, he's playing too well for that. But I think this is a kind of like as close as we can get to a very, like a super team. Yeah. So I think that they should probably just win the cup and then be like, cool. That was like, that was such a cool thing to experience and then say goodbye. (laughs) Like, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to be a really tough team to be offensively no matter what. Um, yeah. But again, I, th- I, I just can't wait to see the battle between them and like a, a the best goalie in the world. But man, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just so, it's so crazy. I, I'm glad I that like, yeah. I am glad that these playoffs are playing out that there's no real, except the Rangers, but they kind of smartened up mid-season that they just became a very very good team um that there's no real like cinderella or no real yeah. like yeah oh this is crazy like oh yeah the like, rangers are a great team like they're the they're the real yeah. deal like yeah. i didn't i didn't expect it going into the playoffs like to be honest like i i don't know how they started their season but it was a quiet start for me like i didn't notice much and then by the end of it you're like holy shit the rangers are doing well mm-hmm. you know um, but then yeah. when you watch them, like it's not a Cinderella team, like it's they're meant to be there. Like it wasn't like a like I hate to say it, it wasn't like a Habs last year where we fucked it, or yeah, where like you like we we kind well, of crept by the Leafs and then just stuck by teams until we got swept in the final round. Like it was <laughs> it was uh the the Rangers just they know where to be, they play so well together. Um and Shesterkin has been playing such a great hockey game right mm-hmm. yeah like he, he'll yeah. win the con smite no matter what i mm-hmm. think I, I i would be like i i'd be honestly content with even if they don't make the final that he wins the con smite like do like one of those because i know it really happens but it, it's it just seems it's crazy it'll be him or Ricard, but um yeah like i think because we've been kind of like given the shit finals recently, like even yeah. like with Dallas and Tampa, like Dallas was just a shit team to watch. Even with, even with blues and Bruins, like it was just like yeah. the blues were carrying this momentum and it was all the Bruins story, but it was like this blues team is just like destined for this stuff. And like, it was a very boring series just because it's so defensive. And like, um, yeah. what was it before that? What was 2018? Oh my God. Uh, right. Was that Pittsburgh San Jose? That was, that was the year that uh, no, that was the year that oh. Washington won the cup was twenty. Oh yeah, Washington. it was, it was yeah, Washington. Yeah, Washington. It was yeah, it was Washington and Vegas, which was like yeah, it was cool just to see a first like yeah. and, and Ovi yeah. win his cup. But it was like yeah. everyone just wanted to get to the end for Ovi to win his cup, and then we were done with that. Where I think this year we're going to be in a real good situation to actually watch like a very very good Stanley Cup final, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I want to like like to your point, any any one of these three teams winning the cup I'd be happy with. Like the three Pete's a good narrative. The cup to New York's a good narrative. 
McKinnon getting a cup would be fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but I kind of want to see a New York Colorado one just to see like what New York can claw into to keep up with Colorado, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, I, it'd I be a cool story for sure. Yeah. Because like, like the I, new the new kids, the new team, the new like yeah. potential dynasty because they're keeping a lot of players together for a very long time. Yeah. Um yeah, and then like Colorado, who's been like who's been there, who's like done it, who's been heralded as what the Rangers are right now. And then like, yeah. oh, there's a cup in them. And then it's just been like silent for five years, six years. Yeah. Where they've just been disappointing. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of good narratives, good, good content, good storylines. Other than like not like the fucking Dallas Tampa series, which was like the most brutal hockey I've I felt so bad for the stars that series. I like I don't even think I watched that series. Like I watched maybe a, a, the first period of the of okay. a few games. Remember like <laughs> Joel for like one game or one single day of the year, like Joel Caranto was like the best hockey player on the planet. <laughs> oh my Christ. god, yeah, man. <laughs> well, yeah, like they're they're such a fucking weird team to begin with. Like best thing about them, the Pantera Bulls. Yeah, um, <laughs> but excuse me, fellas. Um, I just had a, like a I got an old neighbor. Um, oh, he must be driving through Bradford. <laughs> Chris, you're robot voicing, buddy. You're going robot. Chris, you're going robot, buddy. I think you're in Bradford. No. Okay, you're fine. No, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm, in, I'm just, uh, I'm in Innisfil. Anyways. Oh, um, you're, you're, your car play is disconnecting and you're a public <laughs> audience. Huh? No, I'm not. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, fuck, you're good. Fuck sakes. I thought we would play that prank on Thomas. You guys don't do it to me. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, your car play's not working. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Emily? Carter's, Carter, it says like when Cohen was like, yeah, I'm going to go fire up the Jeep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm just going to go fire her up. Well, can you tell that story really quick? It's one of my favorite stories ever. Oh so funny. So I was I was working on one of my vehicles outside in the driveway and we have an old Jeep, like an old standard like off-road Jeep beside the vehicle that I'm working on and then my really nice Jeep like kind of parked horizontally at the bottom of the driveway behind it. And um the off-road Jeep the parking brake doesn't work so you have to keep it in first when you park it so it doesn't roll anywhere. Um and so my brother, who was at the time, I think nine or 10, he comes out and he's like, hey, Carter, I'm just going to go fire up the Jeep. <laughs> and I was so confused. I didn't say anything until like he got in the driver's seat. And I was like, no, you don't just fire up the Jeep. <laughs> I was like, one, you're 10. You don't fire up anything. <laughs> and then two, if you touch anything, this is going to fly back and ram into my nice Jeep. And so it was, I was just like so mind blown. So every time something crazy goes on, we always say, Oh, we're going to go fire her up. <laughs> oh my God. I love fire. Fire up the Jeep is my favorite because, as I've said every time it gets brought up, the idea of him like just going and turning the vehicle on and just like kind of sitting there is so funny to me <laughs> because anybody that knows Cohen, like, oh fuck it's so funny like what everything. would he have done once he got into the seat so like let's say he did fire it up like for what purpose and then what are you doing when it's turned on he's just firing it up to fire it up but yeah, just <laughs> making sure it still rolls over it turns over brother <laughs> so good but uh so i don't know who ready. we cut off there sorry about that no it was good it was good okay <laughs> We got, uh, I think that was the pizza. That was Fern. So oh. I probably have to jet. Whoa, what um, kind of pizza did you get? Uh, just pepperoni. It's from this place. Okay, it's very... Uh, the, the fish and burgers and subs and sandwiches and pizzas and <laughs> no. sushi's place. The, and kebab. And, yeah, and kebab. <laughs> it's from this place in Hamilton called... I haven't done my research, but it's called the right... It's called Right Wingers. It's like a pizza oh. and wingers Uh-oh. place. <laughs> nice. like, Do they have like any... Like, like, any um <laughs> Matt, Matt Martin's there's just a big picture of Matt Martin above the, the pizza oven. I'm just gonna yeah, I haven't we 
we just ordered there. I think this is the twice time we do, we've done it because we did it for I think a week, a month ago or something. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not obvious if they're like Freedom Convoy people, but they might be. Oh, <laughs> okay. Should, so, uh, before sure. you before you go though, should we talk about Bruce Cassidy or is that just like a oh we can do weird, coaching yeah weird universe like move five minutes that, yeah uh well it's the same thing with trots too like just like gms did i lose you guys hello hello chris your bars are red on zoom we might have just lost chris what do you mean his bars are red next to their name there's like the four signal bars oh i didn't know his his are red crazy so people can see how bad your wife is (laughs) yeah there's a reason why i know that Okay. Yeah, Chris, you're a robot Chris, right now, Chris buddy. And maybe coaches our next episode. Yeah. Well, we'll, we record, all... well there's there's probably not gonna be any decisions soon. But yeah. I my intel on Philadelphia Intel is that there won't be a decision this yeah. week, probably. So uh, did I you think... guys hear my joke? No, oh, no. white choice. White <laughs> choice. Okay. It, it was it was basically Jesus, like a, a perfect right touch. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, I got We're to just going to talk about Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> I thought and it coaches. was funny, but. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just going to. Oh, there. Oh, he we just left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me then. Well, well, this has been Hosers episode 104. Um, you could follow the podcast at Takeoff Hosers. Um, yeah, and re- rate review. If you stuck around here long enough, you can leave a review and rate us. I was gonna say, should we should we cycle back to like hockey players again? Like start at one. Like this is episode one o four, the Bobby Orr so episode. The Bobby, the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris is Texas. Um, yeah, like the Millennium Bobby Orr. Like he's Chrome. Like, he's Chrome. He's shiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode has nothing to do with Bobby Orr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. I just wanted to say episode 100. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect way to set it up. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. See you guys. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>